just another typical Sunday morning here at Free Methodist Church. As typical as any Sunday morning, let's adjust that mic. It's not as typical as you think. All right. It is a typical morning in as much as a pandemic morning at Free Methodist Church can ever be typical. We have found our seats, we have sung our songs, prayer and praise requests has been offered, and now it's time for the sermon. Pastor Doug's ready to share with the congregation, and two women sit expecting to be proven correct about their opinion. Today we will focus on 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 to 27. Now last Sunday, Pastor Colleen talked about the rivalry between the world and God. She mentioned that both sides are trying to win our agape, our greatest love. You will notice John continues to warn his beloved against the lure of valuing the world over God's more perfect world. Throughout this letter, we have seen that John's greatest concern is for his beloved. He wants the people of Christ to understand what is godly and what is not. What is light and what is dark? If we are to choose a side in which to invest our life and our loves, John needs us to see that these are mutually exclusive choices. The world or the Lord. You cannot have both. Hear the word of the Lord. Children. It is the last hour. As you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. From this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But by going out, they made it plain that none of them belongs to us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and all of you have knowledge. I write to you, not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. And you know that no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Everyone who confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he has promised us, eternal life. I write these things to you concerning those who would deceive you. As for you, the anointing that you received from him 
abides in you. And so you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he is revealed, we may have confidence and not be put to shame before him at his coming. This is the word of the Lord. John starts with urgency. Children, it is Christ is anti-Christ. We want to think about this today. While Doug continues his sermon, two women sit to the side, whispering back and forth to one another, assuming that no one can hear them. We know the truth. I mean, he already said that. That was in the passage. I mean, I know that everything in the Bible is good for teaching and affirming and all that, but when we get to sections like this, I just don't really see what it has to do with us. You know? I totally get it. First off, if there were an Antichrist roaming around, I think we would already know. Oh, for sure. Right? And secondly, clearly, we aren't the ones who left the church. You know that part where John says, um, they went out from us, but they didn't belong to us, for if they belonged to us, they wouldn't have re they would have remained with us. Um, Not us. We're sitting right here. So that part doesn't have anything to do with us. Right. I, I can tell you who that does have to do with. And having Doug talk about it isn't going to do them any good. Because I haven't seen them in church since before the pandemic. Like, back and back a long time ago. I know, I know exactly who you are talking about. Mm, I haven't seen them here in forever. I ran into him at Trader Joe's and I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, like clearly asking them where they've been and where why have you been? they aren't at church. They didn't get the hint at all. Well, I bet they just can't get themselves out the door to make it here on time. Have you seen their kid? Girl, that kid is completely off the rails. Hello. I mean, if that kid were mine, there would be serious consequences. And there should be. Right? But, you know, he runs the household. Those two have absolutely no control. None. I mean, I follow their kid on social media. You know, just so I know how to pray for them. Gotta lift them up. Gotta and lift them. you should see their posts. Mm. Oh. Well, the women continue to gossip and ridicule the absentee family as if the only thing that proves one rela one's relationship with Jesus is the act of sitting in church. Particularly during this tumultuous season, to judge others by their presence or absence would denote an absence in one's own heart of the love that calls God calls us to have and an embracing of the world's tendency to constantly compare. The women gossip, celebrating one another's wittiness, and they're in easy... <laughs> judgmental banter, but while doing so, they fail to hear as Doug digs in on verse 21. These ladies are overly confident in their knowledge of the truth, but it's clear they've deceived themselves. Romans 1, 28 to 32 stands out as clear conviction of their behaviors. Hear the word of the Lord. 
And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind and to things that should not be done. They were filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, craftiness. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, haunty, boastful, inventors of evil, rebellious toward parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. They know God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. Yet they not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them. So look at verse 21. Look at verse 21. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. And you know that no lie comes from the truth. John's readers know the truth. Several Sundays ago, we heard about how the original commandment to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, minds, souls, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves was taken to a new level with Jesus. He says to love others as he loved us. John's listeners know this. The truth is in them, but they're not listening. They're allowing themselves to think and participate in things that are not godly. Attitudes and behaviors that are against Christ's call. And their gossip and blatant disregard of God's call to love one another as he has loved us, these folks are not abiding in Christ. Their sense of freedom to treat others as they wish, instead of how God desires, cries out for the warning from John. He desires that we know the difference between light and dark, truth and lies, and what it means to remain in Christ, walk in his light, and speak his truth. Gossiping about others, belittling them, and using their struggles as verbal sport is far away from the light. As John explains who or what the Antichrist is, he says, this is the Antichrist the one who denies the Father and the Son. We don't only deny God when we say he does not exist. We also deny God when we say that we don't care about the standards he has called us to. When we choose to do as we wish rather than as Jesus requires, we are denying his lordship in our lives. I got to tell you, you know those people staying home? Girl, I could use some extra sleep. I am so tired. You should try teaching middle school in a mask. I mean, come on. So they get to sleep in on Sundays. Good for them. Sister, you don't have to tell me. We have been swamped at work since the pandemic started. I barely have a moment to breathe. And you know what? I'm over this winter, non-winter thing Santa Barbara has going on right now. I mean, just figure yourself out. Just decide. Be hot. Be cold. Why is it back and forth? I hate it. Can't stand it. And you know what else? Road construction. Uh Uh-huh. What? Do we live in the third world now? (laughs) How much rent do you pay? You know what I'm saying? Those roads should be pristine and smooth. I have to go an entire mile to work. And do you know the construction... (laughs) I am not kidding. And do you know the construction I have to go through? Girl, girl. Speaking of things 
uh, speaking of things to do, there is this gal I know who's having all these issues, and oh. she just wants to keep talking and oh, talking about them people. to me. I don't have time to listen to her constant yeah. complaining about all the stuff that's wrong with yeah. her life. I mean, what about my life? Right? No one wants to listen to my life. I mean, she knows I'm a Christian, and she keeps oh, asking me to pray for her, but seriously, it's always the same thing. I have my own things that I need to pray about. Mm, girl, don't we all? Mm. And you know what? We can start by praying for people who disagree with me oh. about politics, mm -hmm. the pandemic, and Pepsi. Amen. Mm, right there, sister. I tell you, I simply don't understand why people are so opinionated. I mean, come on. Can I take a minute to complain about this lady who was in front of me at Ralph's the other day? Please. Oh, no. She couldn't get out her ATM card. Then she didn't know how to do the, de the debit thing. And then she was talking to the cashier through the screen behind her mask. John oh. admonishes his readers to <laughs> let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you will abide in the Son and in the Father. What does it look like to abide or remain in Jesus? If we truly, if we truly remained in Christ, how would our perspective change? How would we talk about the world around us if we fully rested in the truth, the love, and the life of Christ? While the light of the truth of Scripture is being shared, our friends choose to ignore the sermon and focus on surface issues. They spend the next five minutes of the sermon bemoaning the difficulty of their lives and complaining about the woe they believe they suffer. Neither pauses to really hear the other, to challenge one another's perspective, or to stop the comparison of who has it worst. How can this be what it means to abide in the Son and in the Father? In the midst of all their grumbling about what they feel entitled to, and how annoyed they are by life, not once do they encourage one another to give thanks to God for all they do have and the ways that they are met in their struggles by the one true and good God. Hear the word of the Lord. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Hear the word of the Lord. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Hear the word of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
John continues, as for you, the anointing that you receive from him abides in you. And so you do not need anyone to teach you. Now, John is not saying we do not need to learn and grow. He's saying his listeners have the knowledge of Jesus they need in order to live lives modeled on him and his teaching. Everything they need to know about who God is calling them to be has already been made plain to them. And since the coming of the Holy Spirit, they also have him to guide and correct their behaviors. This, my friends, is good news. Praise be to God. When we are still, when we listen, the Holy Spirit will convict us as we stray from the light of godliness and into the darkness of this world. Mm, true story right there. Mm, you know, today's one of those days at church where I just feel like the sermon isn't really about me. You know, like, like Doug just read, I don't need anyone to teach me how to abide in it. Jesus. I'm, I'm doing a great job, if I do say so myself. Oh, girl, you are. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, agreed. Sometimes uh, the sermons are just not quite on the mark for what I'm going through. Right. I right. mean, I don't have the time to be pastor or anything. But, so, no, <laughs> but sometimes it sounds like the same old thing. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. I pray all the time for those pastors to get it right. Oh, on my knees. Mm. I spent a ton of time praying for these pastors Whew. and the people who come to church. Oh, yeah. You know, I pray for those ladies who gossip all the time. They got to get it together. I, and the young adults, you know, they're just so young. young. Ugh. <laughs> what about you? You still have your morning prayer routine going? Oh, praying, fasting. I don't even have to think about it anymore. Yeah. I have a hard time imagining other people as faithful as we are in our prayer lives. Such a true story. Oh, I know it. Which is always why it surprises me that they don't have us take on greater leadership roles. <laughs> totally. I think we could both teach people a ton about who God Girl. really wants them to be. There it is. I mean, if they would only just listen to us. Yeah, the world would change. Wow. While we each have access to the forgiveness of Christ, we will not seek forgiveness for behaviors that we do not recognize as sin. Back in 1 John 1.8, John writes, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We all have attitudes and behaviors which we need to examine and which may need, we may need to turn from. John calls his readers to that kind of reflection when he says, And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he is revealed, we may have confidence and not be put to shame before him at his coming. The shame would come from not recognizing all the ways our behaviors have been antithetical to the teachings and life of Jesus, Antichrist. It is a healthy thing for us to experience a bit of shame before Jesus at times in our lives. When we talk about our own greatness 
and how little we need from others, we deny what it means to be like Christ. As we've seen in this whole letter, John refers to his, leader, his readers as beloved and my little children. These people are dear to his heart, and he longs for them to understand how to live lives of godly purpose. John's goal is to help the church, and to do so, he's calling them to examine how they are living their lives. What would John say to us? Are we living in the light or the dark? Lying to ourselves about what godliness is? Are we listening to the lies of this world, the perspectives of this world, and the socially acceptable behaviors of this world, allowing them to take root in our hearts? John wants the church to pay attention to the truth we know so we may have true flourishing fellowship with one another and with the Father and the Son. The question is, are we willing to look into our own lives and weed out any antichrist beliefs, attitudes, or behaviors? Are we willing to call the sin in our lives sin? A denial of God's word that we know and have heard. Mm, Doug is so right. Mm -hmm. People here really need to look and check out their hearts. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And amen, sister. We need to be praying harder for those people. Are we willing to shine light on the things we may want to keep in the dark? Let's not lie to ourselves about what godliness is. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable right now. I'm just saying, Doug was like, you know, oh, like no, no. laser focused. Did oh, yeah. you see that? There was some eyes I, like, I hid behind Sarah Cass and he was like dodging her head. And I just was like, oh, I think, Amanda, do, when, okay, so I showed up this morning and I was like, confident, godliness, got it, on it. Doug seems pretty passionate that we need to stop and reflect. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't really listening. Right? <laughs> right? At all. I know. That's why when he was looking at I us, know. I was like, oh, this is So, awkward. I mean, I'm wondering what else in the sermon we might have missed. <sighs> yeah, maybe we should have been paying a little more attention. What has been at the root of our hearts 
this morning. Gossip, complaining, pride. Gossip, complaining, and pride. Drat. I, wow, feeling a little uncomfortable right now. Glad we're in the back of the church. I mean, we're, okay, we're talking about that family. I mean, I guess there's gossip. And I, I did complain about my commute. Yeah. I was, I was your, whole, your whole mile. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when and there is, maybe I do have some room to grow. I mean, a little. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, me too. Okay. Maybe. okay. Yeah. May we desire the good correction of the Lord. And may we look to lives, to live our lives in the light. Let us pray. Amanda, I'm so sorry. We got a little carried away. I mean, we are funny. So there's that. But, you know, I think we maybe missed what God had to say to us today. I, I might have needed that sermon after all. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of into us today. And I, I think you're right. There is more darkness in my heart than I'm willing to really look at. Uh, I'm much, it's much easier to look at the darkness in somebody else's heart than my own. Um, I think I may need to listen to this sermon again online mm -hmm. and just really let the word of God chase out the darkness that I've been ignoring and that mm -hmm. we have been, yeah, yeah. Uh, please forgive me also. We are the ones who need prayer. Yeah, I, I, you got to forgive me. I stole from your opportunity to hear from the Lord. Instead, you're hearing from me. Um, I just really let the ugliness in my heart take over. And we needed this sermon and need some forgiveness. Fortunately, I was listening a few weeks ago. And it was 1 John 1, 9. And it said, if we confess our sins, Jesus, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, thanks be to God. Mm. What a good and merciful God we serve. Amen to that. We're glad for hearts that are open to the Spirit's leading. How tragic it is when we come to church and we don't hear him speak to us. God always has something to say to me, narrator one, to you... <laughs> To all of us, it's hard for us to walk away from the gossip. It's easy to complain. We all fall into the trap of comparing ourselves to one, one another. Sometimes we just want to be better than someone. But let's remember that whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the God of peace, the God of peace will be with us. Amen. I pray that all of us would just be able to sit in this moment for a second. We will stand and sing in a moment, but just think about what God is saying to you right now. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And the peace of God and the God of peace will be with you. I know that I have been um, convicted today, not only my character, but me as myself, and I imagine some of you have been convicted. It's hard to talk about sin, and it's hard to look at the own sin that we have in our lives. Um, even if you haven't spoken out loud some of the things that Carrie and I were saying, I imagine all of us, me included, have thought some of these things. And so um, we all need forgiveness. Um, and just as I was thinking through what we learned today, what we heard today, um, the hymn that we have in the bulletin didn't seem quite what we needed to be singing this morning. So we're going to sing the refrain of an old hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. You don't have the words, um, but if you don't know it, we'll sing it a few times. You can just listen to the words and continue to reflect. Or if you do know the words, you can join us. Stand or sit as you feel led. And I pray as it says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, that you're talking to your own heart. Turn the eyes of my own heart on Jesus. So join me as you feel led. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely. Sing it one more time, just the voices. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the you stand with me to receive the benediction? Be blessed. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And remember that you have received the Holy Spirit, that he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. What a blessing. It's not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Go now in his blessing, his love, and his mercy. 
ready to hear God's words and do God's words. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Let's go for it. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.